This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. We have a very special show for you this week. I am joined by Fran Mirabella, Tara Schneider, Brian Altano. We are here to (laughs) celebrate an IGN anniversary. IGN's 18th today. (laughs) I've been thinking about that all day. Mm -hmm. You you pulled it off well. Uh, IGN's 18th. It launched in uh, 1996 alongside five websites, a family of websites, N64.com, PSX Power, Saturn World, NextGeneration.com, and Ultra Game Players Online. And it was to coincide with the launch of the Nintendo 64, so we share the same birthday. Yeah, so the, the, on, on this date, N64.com was the only one that launched, and then the other websites followed like one by one. So before yeah. the end of okay. the year, we had, well, I say we, I wasn't actually there when the site launched. Really? But um, we, uh, you know, IGN had uh, three websites by the end of the year, and then the others kind of followed. Yeah. Who was there, just the originals that people might remember that were here a long time? So, you know, I think on, on this day, Doug Perry got hired, and he, yeah. uh, you know, he ran N64.com at the time, and then later on he brought on Matt Casamassina, he brought me on as well, um, and, you know, a bunch of people like uh, Eric McCullier, I think Johnny Simpson been too, now he's over at Twitch was there, um, you know, the, Chris Anderson ran the company, back then it was called Imagine Media, which right. is, uh, you know, changed its name to Future, of course. Sure. Which is where the original IGN comes from, Imagine Games Network. Yeah. Yeah. What it stood for back then. And that I, name that name actually wasn't used until 97. So right. 90, 96 was all N64.com. It was one of the Imagine uh, websites, you know. And, I, and I've been here for almost six years, and I still forget 
uh, what that IGN means Imagine Games Network because to me that's <laughs> not like did mean right it, to me IGN is IGN. So many people right? asking us what does it stand for. I get asked yeah. all the time. Well, well, people make up their own. They, internet they gaming just, news yeah. is the most popular. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah. not yeah. You usually get the internet gaming news. Like, <laughs> Why are you covering a black cheeseburger? It's, yeah. it's <laughs> internet. It's no no. It's not it's just IGN. So almost six years, eight years for me. Friend, how long? Fourteen years. Fourteen years. Impair. Seventeen. Seventeen. So yeah. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I, I joined when the Imagine Games Network part kicked off. So that was the idea of taking lots of websites and then kind of getting them together to form an affiliate network. Mm -hmm. Some of them, they weren't, weren't owned by Imagine, like uh, GameSages, GameFAQs. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of websites out there that came together. And then, uh, you know, later on, I think, 98, um, uh, we launched a homepage for the first time that kind of combined content from mm -hmm. 30 channels. And so... You know, eventually it turned into IGN.com, and you know, the, we had the logo with a swoosh. You know, the, the kind of uh, yeah. it's like the modern logo yeah, now yeah. with a little yeah. swoosh around it. That stood for sci-fi, by the way. Yeah. We merged with a website I called The Den. The Den was all movies and sci-fi, so that's where that part came from. So it's like this. It's like Katamari Damacy. It's like this ball of stuff that keeps on getting bigger and bigger. A ball of internet. A ball of good. <laughs> yeah. A ball of good. I think yeah. it's really funny that like the company started named after the N64. Because there's like no long-term so, game plan there. It's like it's like naming your website iPhone5s.com. Yeah, like, like, in a year there wasn't much road. precedent. Back you couldn't get away with that. Yeah, today. yeah. hold on. Interesting. Story. Nobody called it the N64. Well, at least not Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo always 64. did Nintendo yeah. 64 TM all caps, right? Yeah. Like that. They would never say N64. Never refer to it in press releases. It's it's you know us and and, and fans press, started yeah. to call it N64. And so years down the road, Nintendo said. Oh yeah, it's the N64. We should probably um, talk they to talk to Imagine and, and get that back. And they came to us and they said N64.com. We kind of, in the meantime, trademarked that. And yeah. so you know, well, you have our trademark. Crazy? They were super nice about it. We did this thing where we linked to both sites, Nintendo.com and IGN64, which is what we retitled it. Right. Um, linked to both. They were they were super cool. About did you it. sell it back to them? No. Oh yeah, I mean it was theirs. Could have been rich. Not, you have to remember that this was also a time that. Even when this had happened, Zelda.com, they did not own. You guys <laughs> remember right. what it was? Porn site. No. Porn site. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So this was, that's how early the internet was. Does yeah. that still work? Lycos, Yahoo was the biggest thing, um, Excite. I mean, it was a different world back then. Hats.com. Yeah. Well, that led yeah, to squatting on CyberSquatters. Yeah. We had domain squatted on. Yeah. I think IGN PS2. We used to do that, right? We used to register a domain. The moment a new console was announced, I remember yeah. the GameCube, we were dying to know the name of the, the site, of course, to tell our users, but before that, to quickly register the domain, mm -hmm. IGN, GameCube, IGN Cube, and so forth, right? Did you register IGN Dolphin? We, we did, but uh, we didn't know if it was called StarCube, GameCube, or Nintendo Cube. Like, we know those three. StarCube. So well, it was a thing, and so was, we registered all of those. Supposedly one of the names they considered. Yeah. It doesn't even episode. make any sense. Those are it's, two different shapes. Yeah, like, we make sense, so, like, yeah. right? We, it it could have happened. The we is at least a made-up word. Funny story, that's how we confirmed some of the names, was we had uh, got some source work on... Uh, the name StarCube GameCube, yeah. and I was looking up in the registries mm. of, um, you know, the official registry for everything, and Nintendo's name was on a couple things, the address, and so it matched up. That We confirmed they were considering GameCube, and that's mm. why we had the, um, we felt confident enough to launch IGN Cube before they announced it. We launched mm. before they announced that's it. That's right. That's why we went with IGN Cube. So again, different episode, I think. Made them yeah. show their hand. Yeah, that was years later. But uh, 96, man, N64 yeah. came out. It's like, that's when I found, that's like what brought me 
Taijian, because I was searching for how to find the stars in, uh, in Mario 64. Yeah, yeah me and too. It led me to n64.com, and I read the site going for then, from then. So it's crazy to think that me in college, looking up how to find stars in Mario 64, and now I'm here working uh, host for this site, you know, yeah, so many, 18 years later. It's crazy. It's like you grow up loving Star Wars, and then you like end up working at Skywalker. So I'll make you feel old. Dreams yeah. come true. I'll make you feel <laughs> older now. It's like when we... When we launched N64.com, Luca Mali hosts, hosts our news out of the UK, really well, yeah. was seven years old. Wow. That's crazy. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Crazy. Yeah. I, a lot of things like that blow my mind. Like, Mitch Dyer wasn't alive when The Legend of Zelda came out. Like, oh, my great. God. Like, what? Yeah. But the cool thing is, you know, back then when, when the website first went live, you know, there's like one editor with a little bit of help from others. And then, you know, the team expanded. But everybody did everything. So when you were talking about the star guy to Mario, yeah. there wasn't like a a wiki team or guides yeah. editor. It was all the same guy who also oh, reviewed the games, who then later you know, made the videos. So it was all kind of, and we I, were just kind of learning the ropes. I love that era too, because just like, just like Damon, I think I was, uh, I might've been uh, like a junior in high school and mm-hmm. I got the N64 in, in what, 96. And I was looking up cheats for games and I found, I found IGN 64. And, by the end of the year, I would check it every single day, and you know, I would go to the library at school and read up on it. And there's only like four people working there, and I memorized everyone's names, and I would refresh the pages, waiting for you guys to make new stories. And now I work with the people that write those stories, and uh, it takes a lot to actually get a story up. And I used to be like, refresh, come on, where's the new news? Where's uh-huh. more? Where's more? Everything was manual. So n64.com. We actually, yeah, thanks to the Wayback Machine, we can oh, take a look it? at n64.com here, Alex, if we want to pull this up. Uh, it's pretty. <laughs> Pretty bare. So it was we on can, 640 by 480 resolution. 640, right? yeah. It yeah. wouldn't be this wide. Oh, no Banner way. ads were 468 pixels wide. So it looks like the earliest day we have is December 16th, 1996. Yeah. Uh, what was the news? <laughs> Some hot uh, stuff going best on. Best places to buy the Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah. Stores. <laughs> Mission yeah. Impossible. Oh, yeah. Mission Impossible. Yeah. That game took forever. So yeah, news, games, codes. Codes for yeah. killers. Yeah, I remember doing a feature on Mission Impossible. That's What's right. That, that looked really cool. Yeah. We had a section on out. Otaku. Otaku, so that, that was basically real. geek culture. Yeah, so that yeah. was yeah. anything like the, a package of Mario shampoo or Zelda cereal, like, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was, it was, that was games. one of my favorite parts, actually, of the front page back in the day. So if, if people yeah. hadn't made video game cakes, that's where it would have mm-hmm. gone back then, but we didn't quite go to that. <laughs> and we had a data section. So as a who's who, a comprehensive guide to the most significant players at Nintendo, yeah. tech specs, titles in development, Nintendo's dream team, so, a lexicon. What, so remember, the dream team listed, that's awesome. Yeah. The dream team list. I wanted to talk about But that. the awesome thing, back then Nintendo really marketed, picture, the, picture. They marketed the Ultra 64 as being technologically advanced, right? So terms like mid mapping and 64-bit, all this kind of stuff was thrown around. And so that's why we created the lexicon. The lexicon. Because nobody knew exactly what that meant. And so that was a popular section of the site. It's just explaining all the new terms that people hadn't used up until then. And people so, cared more about that stuff than the graphical improvements. So you guys took a collection of words that people didn't know. Like specular light. And you called it the lexicon? That's right. Yeah. It was a word that most people don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a lexicon for that, too. Yeah. So that was didn't it make you want to know so bad, though? Yes. So you had to read what it was. Yeah. And by the way, videos were 160 times 120 pixels. That, I actually really love that because I remember uh, if you go to you go to IGN now and it's just like, uh, check out the trailer for Call of Duty Modern Warfare expansion or whatever. But back then you would watch a video on IGN and it would just be called like Zelda dash zero zero underscore two. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and it was this, yes, it, totally. And it was this big and it was 10 seconds long. It was a quick And you time. would download it to your desktop and you'd watch it a million times and yeah. you'd invite your friends over and you'd expand it. You'd make it as big as you could and it would just look terrible. Yeah. 
be like, this game's coming out. It's in Japan right now. It's crazy. And it was, yeah, sometimes things were so badly compressed, you couldn't really make it out, you yeah. know? So, of course, every game looked awesome because in your mind, you're like, oh, man, if it wasn't this crappy, tiny, tiny video, this would be amazing. Looking. Yeah, you're filling in the blanks. Yeah. But it was also, I mean, there was a time of kind of seeing a lot of genres evolve for the first time, and that's something that's yeah. hard to go back to now, you know, like seeing like Super Mario 64 for the platformers. first time. Yeah. yeah. You just think about all the games that emerged from those days. Yeah, I mean, like before Super Mario 64, the stuff that was setting that kind of precedent was like Doom and... Yeah, yeah Jumping Flash did some of that stuff, but not as well. But mm. think about 1080 snowboarding, right? Like that's mm. the first time where we really felt like... This is real snow, you know, you're snowboarding sure. on. Wave race, this is real water. Like, everything started to feel real on that, on that platform. Yeah. Now you look back and you're like, no, that doesn't look real at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, we, we are going to talk about the N64 quite a bit before we go. Mm-hmm. The earliest IGN page we have access to is December 3rd, 1998. Okay. So this, and this is how, so from 19, in two years, basically, this is what N64.com had turned into. Yeah, so this is right after the other homepage launched that had the content from the affiliates. This actually was now, this is the homepage that shows our kind of owned and operated content. So the, mm-hmm. yeah. what the actual team in-house produced. So we had the first info on Sony's mysterious update. kart racer. What did that turn into? I don't know. What was their kart racer? Um, that wasn't Crash Bandicoot, was it? I think it might have been. It might have yeah. been Crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess it could have been. I think it was. A lot of time. Because and Crash was the first memory I have of them doing it. A copy, sort of, of, of Mario Kart. You see that mm-hmm. sidebar and the the gray sidebar there? Yeah. That's the den, right? Isn't the hot, it? The hot, this is Hot Stories, right? Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah this was, uh, we slotted other channel stuff in there, like from yeah. Saturn World and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, I wasn't at the oh, site. Oh, yeah, later, later that became the, the den, so, you know, our part, our... Um, yeah, everybody at, at home, it's as small on our screen as it is on yours. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can look it up on the uh, Wayback Machine, stuff. right? On... Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's not web every archive, webarchive.org. Yeah. Yeah. So, question: Were yeah. you guys the number one site for gamers, or did you just say that back then? We were the number one site for gamers. Out of proof, five sites. The top. proof was wrong. <laughs> At the time, I think around that time we had about two million two million visitors um, a month. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Which back then was back huge. Then. You know, especially when you compare it to the rate basis of magazines. But yeah. you were still the red-headed stepchild, right? Like, yeah. you'd call a publisher and they'd be like, oh, yeah, it's a website. Uh, who's going to talk to these guys? Mm-hmm. Who wants to die? It's IG. Well, because back then, they used the internet. You had to unplug your parents' phone. Yeah. And That's right. Plug <laughs> it in and you couldn't get a phone call. But yeah, com- was com- compared to, to, yeah. to, to today, right? It's like it's 2 million visitors, not many video views. Now it's 55 million visitors a month, right? Just the scale on like, how different it was to run the website back then. Yeah. Like if you broke the website, you know, a couple people would notice. <laughs> sure. Not, now it's that happens different. today, yeah. Now it's a lot of very million, helpful yeah. people. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Let us know. Uh, so, Perry, you've been covering games almost 20 years now. For almost 15 years, what do you guys think has changed the most? What are the biggest changes that have happened in video games over that time? To covering them, or covering or the the two video games actually? Well, the gaming. I initially meant uh, uh, to the games themselves, but to covering them would also be interesting. Yeah, so I think covering games themselves is interesting. Um, Just like it's so easy to take technological advancements now for granted. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm playing Destiny and. you know, it's great to not have to worry about those aspects, actually. But it's pretty, you know, amazing in games like that, which they, they're able to achieve. And the difference is back then, that's why we had the lexicon, was it was amazing when they got bump mapping to work on GameCube and they got specular highlights to do this or that. That, that used to be a thing, and it's not anymore. So I don't think we think about how mm-hmm. sound's implemented. right? You, just to get voice on these carts for N64, right, 
that you wrote about, you'd probably write five features on voice samples, right? Like, and, and, and I could, you know, just kind of from experience back then, sometimes we'd see um, games that weren't finished for the N64, and they'd mm. be running nicely. Nicely meaning 30 frames per second max, right? And then the developer's like, yeah, we haven't added audio yet. And because you had to trade everything Certain off, physics. right? You yeah. had, the more audio channels you added, the more sound effects you added, the slower the game engine would run. And so yeah. they had to re be really economical with, uh, with all the components of the game. And so nowadays you look at a game and you look at the new Assassin's Creed and there's like hundreds of people walking around. They can sure. realize like these big wars now. Um, you couldn't do that on the N64, right? You had to fight for every little character and every little piece of, you know, piece of uh, the landscape that was out there. Yeah, and, and maybe a better way to sum it up is it mattered more that they were able to achieve some of these just what seems basic now, a, a shadow, you know, uh, that the waves moved, that the <laughs> yeah. sun was a real light and not just like a color yeah, in the sky. I, so that mattered a lot more back then. I remember then. reading a story on IGN64 about uh, the the hair textures in <laughs> Star Fox Adventures. That that's was right. just like, uh, Star Fox for Adventures game. on Dinosaur Planet for Game Oh Game. yeah, the, that's the right. fur, <laughs> That was like, Look at look at this tail. Look yeah. at this hair. Like we you were so excited. In pictures, yeah. and you don't really see stuff like that anymore. Where it's just like, is this the best hair in video? Games? Well, like, now we're just like, you better have some damn good hair. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, people made a big deal about oh, how good hair looks on, on the PC version, right? Well, yeah. everything was very cartoonish before, right? And then mm -hmm. you get a game like Shadow of the Shadow of the Empire, right? Like yeah. the, the N64 Star Wars game Shadows. Um, and you like look at the the main character, and his hair looked like looked like Rocky Road ice cream. Yeah, you know? it's like this kind of stretched <laughs> texture, and you're like, ah, it looks kind of weird, but it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So a lot of that kind of stuff was happening yeah. where um, they were they were really squeezing a lot out of the hardware. You get games like Turok, where the developer said, "I want this game to run smoothly," and so they pull fog. forward the fog yeah. barrier, right? And like you have all these trade-offs at the same time, man. Think about the trails they blazed, like. Mario 64 was all about figuring it, figuring out how to use a camera in 3D space, and the controller was designed around that too. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's just in hindsight, when you go back and play this game, it's amazing what they pulled off. You know, struggling with all the technical hurdles of the platform to actually evolve these gameplay elements and kind of figure out, hey, it's really hard to judge um, 3D distance in a game like that. Therefore, we're going to give you all these these uh, aids like being able to turn the camera. And just that's so why the cool. shadows underneath them that way, that's not right. affected by the light in a certain way. Mm. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the trailblazing aspect is huge too. I think for sure. And the the second part is, I think. The N64 really was the first party console. It had four controller ports, right? You could play on the same screen. This is the age that gave us GoldenEye, where first-person shooters were not a thing on consoles at all, and suddenly GoldenEye just made everybody play it and, and never stop. Even though it was so challenging to see your screen, the frame rate was bad, but it was so much fun. Mario Party started mm -hmm. there, right? Mm -hmm. All these Smash Brothers, all these four-player games started there. And it kind of, that was the prototype of online gaming, you know, getting together sure. with people and playing. and. Um, just cool to look back. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking, uh, so I came to Taijin in, in uh, 2006, and even since that time, wow. there's obviously been huge changes, right? But I think the biggest changes I've seen have been uh, consoles going being connected online. Yep. Uh, so when I started, the 360 was out, uh, but I, was, I didn't have one yet, so I had like a PS2, GameCube, Xbox. But now, and so you, like, you would just turn on your console and it would launch right to the game and you just play the game and that's yeah. all you did with yeah. your console. Yeah. Right? They didn't have home screens, right? And it was so fast, too. All this other yeah. stuff, yeah. So like now you turn on your PS4, your Xbox One, there's just like, 
you can see what your friends are doing. There's Choose advertisements. There's stores. Yeah. You can, there's other apps. You can watch, you know, stream movies and TV shows. It's just there's so much more to do. It's like turning just, on uh, like a television now, where you're just like, what do I want to do? And there's just yeah. like thousands of channels in front of you. But yeah, yeah, I remember when it was just like you hit a button and you played a video game. It was yeah. like, well, that's. But it was nice too, and that was you know what was special about the <clears throat> N64 was. On the PlayStation, you had, you had low times, right, in the Dreamcast later. It took a while to get going, and N64, you just plop in the cartridge. You can't destroy this thing either, by the no. way. Like, you throw it <laughs> off a roof, and it still works, right? Yeah. And, like, everything just worked. You didn't even have to, like, with Nintendo games, you didn't even have to worry about a memory pack because they built the, you know, the, the, the saves right into the game pack. And yeah. it's just, yeah, those yeah, were the Nintendo, days. Uh, was so, like, uh, passionate about low time. <laughs> I know we had this like tape. Damn, I taped it down so you wouldn't okay, like knock it over. <laughs> we'll we taped down the Jordan's I don't need mask. to pick it up, but I just want to point out the, the the choice to go with cartridges for the 64 was not a good one, maybe. Well, there was a, they had a good yeah. reason. They had a good reason. Think so that's what I was just getting into. Yeah, the PlayStation was out and the Saturn. They both were disc-based systems. Uh, Nintendo decided to go with old-school cartridges because it was the fastest media. Come on, right? Oh, right? But I mean, that's, that's not that's why. Least, that wasn't. No money it was is the okay. reason. So Nintendo. First of all, you know, Sony had co-ownership in the CD medium, right? Yeah. Like paying a licensing fee for, for its new enemy probably wasn't such a, a, a great prospect. And yeah. they had dabbled with uh, CDI, with Philips as well, with mm -hmm. a partnership to build a CD drive, right? Everybody, by the way, before this thing came out, everybody thought it would be CD-based. Mm -hmm. And then they yeah. pulled back. No, it was about controlling the manufacturing process, right? You, you were printing money. If, let's say, you know, a claim makes to Iraq, a claim had to guess oh, we're going to sell a million copies of this game. So then they pay a licensing fee to Nintendo to be on the platform. Then they order a million cartridges from Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo gets paid for those cartridges. If, if Acclaim doesn't sell them, Nintendo still got paid. That was the reason they yeah, wanted that, to control the channel. That wasn't new either. I mean, they did that all the way back to the NES and Famicom days where they, yeah. would, uh, they would just, they owned the molds to these things. Yep. And they sold them back to people, and you you would sell them for you know uh, like an N sixty four cartridge would go for like twenty thirty bucks, whereas a CD would go for a couple of a yeah. couple of dollars. So it, it was a great business model for them. Of course, it cost them some third parties, right? Square, yeah. Square famously was in development with Final Fantasy seven for the N sixty four. We we saw footage of it, mm. and then they canceled that because of the economics. And some smaller publishers had a really hard time, even at the end of the Super NES um, era making this cartridge system work, right? Yeah. Now, the second thing, speed and all that, absolutely true that there were huge benefits, right? But, I mean, an, a disc-based N64 probably would have sold way more than the 30 million units that it sold, and it probably would have given the PlayStation a bigger yeah. run for its money. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely was mostly about money. Of but course. that being said, they'll use excuses like we couldn't have done Super Mario 64 on those systems. And they're right, you couldn't have done it that way. You've been waiting between all these areas yeah. and it kind of would have sucked. Yeah. So I do agree with where they wanted to go with it, but at the end of the day, that it started with the finances. Yeah. I think I think the the durability was a nice uh, bonus on top of everything else too. Like you said, I mean, we had we had these things back in high school oh, and yeah. we would just get in arguments playing games and throw throw the controller around and break things. Use it as a hockey book. Yeah, sure. There was an argument too, Still right? CDs scratch. Yeah. So, you know, the, yeah. I mean, people marketed solutions for like scraping down your CDs to make them work again and all that, Dis right? They had like disc clean devices. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not remember, yeah. a lot of people had to turn their PlayStation upside down to get yeah. the drive to work. Yeah. It wasn't as sturdy yeah. as yeah. Yeah. So that. Yeah, so I never had any problems with no. playing uh, yeah. with playing N64 games. Yeah. 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 It just worked. It's a well-made machine. Uh, except for all the third-party stuff. Look at this. Oh, God. 
Yeah, we didn't have the official. You've got a here, you've got a third like party memory card in here. That's, uh, that's Those the best way failed. to get rid of your uh, your failed. saves. Yeah. Shipped with well, it didn't ship with, but uh, it launched with two games. Uh, yeah, Mario sixty four, which we I've got footage of running here, and Pilotwing sixty four. Yep. yep. Uh, obviously, Mario sixty four was incredible. Yeah, it is. It's my favorite game of all time. Yeah, still uh, good. Pilotwings was more of a demo. They were able Who's to make playing it. Playing here, who's running into that wall? That's it's uh, Justin Davis <laughs> and Tim Gettys. Wow. Oh wow, wait a minute. Oh man. Yeah, long time ago. Um, How do those guys get jobs here? <laughs> He's just running in circles. Uh, this is from our recent 125. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. We did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the perfect game to show off the system. I saw this game at a like a video rental store yep. in, in Kansas City. Toys R Us. And Me like, too. but like it was before the N64 was out, and I played it, and it blew my mind yep. being able to play Mario in 3D and to be able to look around and the verticality of the levels. I could not believe it. Unfortunately, like I'm, I'm a little sad. Like I don't know that I'll ever have that feeling again from playing a video game. Did you play yeah. Oculus? I have played Oculus. I, so I feel Oculus. like Oculus I feel like maybe. that's another one of those yeah. moments where you go like, oh my god, there's something yeah, like very different, the right? That's the next. I, step. I mean, with the right game. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, the the first time Mario, the pipe comes out of the ground at the beginning of this of, of this in the courtyard, and Mario jumps out, and you stand there, and you're like, is this a movie? Yeah. And then you move the joystick, and you're like, I'm walking, <laughs> and you push it down, and you're like, I'm running. Yeah. yeah. And then you the start jumping. Was awesome. Oh my god, yeah, it was just like. I'd never, I've never controlled anything like that yeah. before. You spend so much time just in the garden, right? Going onto the tree, doing the handstand, jumping, yeah. Yahoo, yeah. like oh, <laughs> going into the water, and like that was so special about this game is that they knew it was fun to just move the character around, mm-hmm. right? And then I would, you, you also can't underestimate how solid the visuals uh, were back then. You compared it to a game like Tomb Raider, a really popular game. Every texture you walk by like adjusts as you move along. Like it was really twitchy. PlayStation uh, developers got much better later on, but when this came out, everybody's looking at the screens and going like, "My God, everything is just there and not jittery yeah. or twinkling." Yeah, I mean, N64 and, you know, was uh, very hyped. They worked with uh, Silicon Valley company to build the hardware. Yeah. You know, there was rumors it may have even been more powerful if they had gotten certain <laughs> things right and had more time. But it really, what in some aspects, it was more powerful than the PlayStation. But um, you know, the PlayStation had some advantages too. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at these people falling off. I know, right? It's this like, is, this is Jesus. I'm glad yeah, you're I'm calling remember, it out so we don't look like I remember playing uh, like Metal Gear on PlayStation and everything just looked like it was shaking. Yeah. Like all the, anytime you moved to a certain angle, everything yeah. was all jittery and shaking. Yeah, this, and this has was like just all like, this, this filtering and uh, yeah, it was, technologies built into the hardware that helps process it. It was so clean and I'm really happy that this game was as fantastic as it was yeah. because after this, there really wasn't much to That's what I wanted for. to say, yeah. There were these two games that launched and then there wasn't anything for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I remember that's when I... That was I, a big problem. I really got into the... Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> come on. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. <laughs> I feel like maybe they had young pets try out this game. Oh, my like, God. Small animals? Pets. Yeah. Um, but you're right. There was a draw. Yeah, and I remember coming to uh, to your website, and there was the upcoming releases, and uh, a tumbleweed I, just rolled by. The yeah, tumbleweed rolled by, and I would use that to call all the game stores and Toys R mm. Us's in my town and be like, "Do you have Mortal Kombat trilogy yet?" <laughs> Because it was the only game on yeah. the list. Oh man, you I'm know? so and sorry. I remember reading things like, "Oh, Smash Brothers, exciting new fighting property it from would. Nintendo." May not come to the U.S., but so Pilot Wings, by the way, was really good too. Yeah, and I, I never yeah. played that one. I felt like the sense of flying was really amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like I've, when uh, you do, um, I have footage of that too, Alex. That I can switch to. Yeah, maybe like when when you're using like the the glider, it just felt so good. Yeah. and so I got cool. a lot of mileage out of that game. It wasn't as good as Mario. I returned it. Really? I did. What's I wrong got bored with of it, you? Uh, and I. Um, Wait, when did um, Shadows of the Empire come out? 
Um, right after it? Uh, uh, December. I, I think what happened yeah. was I saw that was coming and I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Uh, really? But it was, it, there wasn't that much to it. I loved it, but I was sort of done with it after I, I held on to Pilot Wings for years. Uh, I didn't, the 64 version? Yeah, for the 64 version. I never got into the Super Nintendo version, but the 64 version was like, I had just gotten an N64. The, the sense of freedom in this game <laughs> was, was excellent. <laughs> this is a lot of um, fun. And there was a lot of cool challenges. Like, it, was, it was kind of a mixed experience because you had this gyrocopter was okay. The hang glider was great, and then you had the jetpack, which was just impossible to control. Oh man! Um, but it was just cool, just um, flying around this island and doing challenges, and like it didn't mu- have much in the way of story yeah, I mean, or anything like that. Both but. games had that never been done before feeling. Yeah, right? yeah. And, uh, and that's really what the core of it was. Like, yeah. like you guys said, it's not a feeling that is easily. Yeah, I mean, there are people now that are getting into gaming that won't have that experience with gaming, right? Yeah. It was like when you go to see Avatar, actually, right? That was a big sure. deal. We hadn't gone to the theaters and saw 3D. It, this, that's what this was doing back then. The 3D, the sense of freedom was there, right? Like, you're just kind of exploring this island. You could go through a cave and, you know, use these updrafts. It just felt like you were, you could do whatever you want, which, yeah. was, which was new to games which were much more confined back then. Yeah, I mean, in the it, it was almost like in the world of transportation, you know, for <laughs> humans, we had cars. And this was the airplane. I mean, sure. honestly, it, yeah. was, it yeah. was a huge deal, and yeah. that's what was happening back then. And it was—it couldn't have happened on a a weirder console too. Like when this thing first came out, it was this weird gray box with curves all over it. The cartridges look strange. The controller is still to this day Trident. the most bizarre video it's game controller weird. ever made. Like you can't. You can't possibly hold it all at the same way at the same time unless you had three hands. I'm like, still convinced it was only made for Super Mario 64, and they said we will just we like it for that, so it'll work for the yeah. rest. Like yeah. that's how Nintendo thinks. Yeah, yeah. camera controls, but, two buttons for him. I mean, the funny thing about it was like a lot of more casual players thought you had to hold it on the outside prongs when yeah. playing yeah. the middle stick, and that yeah. made it really hard to play when in fact you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to hold it. Like yeah, that. it's the we called it the Bowser Claw because yeah. that's it. Just mm. looks like one of his weird feet. So a lot of a lot of I, games I actually included. Uh, <laughs> thank you. A lot of games actually included like these overlays, always saying, "No, no, hold it like this. Yeah, no, no, hold yeah, it yeah. like this. Hold it." Like like this. Yeah. And there were very few games that actually had to hold the controller on both the left mm-hmm. side, use the D-pad and the analog stick at the same time. And it was cool, I remember, I, th- I believe at launch, uh, there were a bunch of different controller colors that you could buy, which was cool. It really inspired the sort of multiplayer feel. Yeah. of like, I had a black controller, my younger brother had a red one, my younger brother after that had a blue one. I don't think it launched. Really? Because there weren't any multiplayer games, right? <laughs> no, but they well. sold controllers, because I remember I'd say, I, I did the dumb thing I used to do back then when new systems came out, which was I sold all the old stuff. I, I was like, goodbye, one. Super Nintendo. Yeah. I don't need Mario World and Super Metroid anymore. Aww. These games are old junk. And got rid of them. Now I love those games just yep. as much as I love Mario 64. But They were smart. They did the color, th- the color thing. Apple did it too with the iMac back then. It was a big, big deal to kind of get people to buy more stuff just because it was differently yeah. colored and personalized. Yeah, yeah. And I really like that about the N64 too. There were some odd add-ons too, like in Japan, the 6040D, the disc drive, yeah. there was a modem cartridge, well, that was there was planned. a capture cartridge, there was a microphone for Hey You Pikachu, all this crazy stuff. Did I, I, I never told you guys my, my uh, first night with the N64 story. So I saved up money for months and months and years and I, I, I got an N64, my parents took me to Toys R Us, I pre-ordered it, it was like $250. I think. No, it was $299. $200 at lunch. Yep. Oh, it was $200 I mean, with lunch. the games probably. Yeah, 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 so yeah, I mean yeah. I remember with everything it was like $250, Mario, I got the yeah. Mario 64. 
and I, I, I didn't get pilot wings until a few days later. So I brought it home on a Saturday night, and I grew up in, in, New, in northern New Jersey. We had something called the Blue Law, which meant that uh, stores were closed on Sundays. So I brought it home, and I plugged it into my TV, and I heard, it's a me, Mario. And I couldn't see anything on the TV. I could only hear it. Oh, no. And it turned out I needed one of those RF switch things. Oh, uh, oh. And you had the standard antenna yeah. in oh, you. Yeah. Oh, and no. I couldn't do it. And the stores were closed. Oh. So all I could do is hear Mario <laughs> until Monday night when I got home from school. And like Monday morning, I brought in the manual. All my friends were talking about how they played Mario 64 <sighs> all weekend. And I was like, all I could do is hear it. I couldn't actually see it. Well, so Monday night, we went and bought terrible. the RF switch. It was $35. My wow. dad was like, you owe me. You got to mow all these lawns and yeah. all this junk. Uh, and then finally I got to experience it in all of its glory. What glorious. torture, that's so right. horrible. Just the worst. So you just couldn't see it? Yeah, just the worst. You, were you still trying to play it? Of course! You're like, yeah, yeah, With yeah, sound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, there's water in this game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drowning, I think. Uh, in 2009, IGN named the N64 the ninth greatest console of all time. It's a little low. It's a little low. Might Where would you rank it? Um, higher. I, I'm, I mean, I'm a Super really? NES. We did like a top 25 for console. Fan. I think that's the best console out there. Which one? Uh, the Super NES yeah. is my favorite. But yeah. the N64 was good. I mean, at the time we didn't realize it because there just weren't enough games, yeah. right? Like, you waited for Blast Core, <clears throat> you waited for Goldeneye. It was always kind of like, you know, here's, here's the cracker, you're waiting for it. Yeah. But um, in hindsight, you go back and you realize how many amazing gameplay concepts yeah. started on, the, on this so, machine. Uh, 387 games total were yep. released for the Nintendo 64. That's it? Uh, no, you, you say that's it, but like, if, if there were 370, 387 great games, then that would yeah. be like sure. more than you could ever play. Yeah. And back then, too, that, that was a lot. Um, uh, well, so comparison, 768 games on the NES, 725 games on the Super Nintendo, and 1,100 games on the PlayStation. Yeah. Wow. PlayStation. So, like, over three times as many games yeah. released on, a, a, uh, on its rival. Yeah, it was expensive and risky to make games for this yeah. machine. The games were uh, not cheap, too. I mean, no. people talk about how video games are Cartridges, expensive now, yeah. but yeah, they were like, yes. I remember I bought, uh, like, because this is back then, you you saved up and you bought every game because it was just like anything that came along, and then you guys would write articles and lie to me about how great they were going to be. Um, <laughs> no, because what? you did for what? No, no, no. You got me like, hyped I'm up. just saying, you would write... So many articles about like because we didn't dark. have anything to I review. Yeah, I know, and I would read every single. We I went out and I bought like fifty I, previews of Perfect Dark. Oh yeah, I, I went out. Two and I days. Bought, I bought a <laughs> Clay Fighter thirty. No, you shouldn't have. Third. I, we didn't say that was good. <laughs> I, Clay Fighter. I remember that. We we said this may not be good. Brian. <laughs> Do not buy this. Okay, so but you it got was it. like eighty nine dollars, and like that when you're you know seventeen, that's all the money in the world. Yeah. Like that's. And, you know, I mean, congrats I on buying one of the most racist games ever made. Was it racist? Yeah, it was super racist. Really? Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't Jeez. realize that. You don't remember the poo-poo platter guy? No. <laughs> oh, wow. God. You guys don't remember that game. Anyway, it was wow. not a good game. But that was the, you know, that was a challenge, right? Like, now you have all these games coming out. People love yeah. reviews. People love to argue about reviews. Mm -hmm. um, you had, like, two games out, and then you were waiting for multiple months for another one. And yeah. so what you're doing is Desperate. you're creating content around culture. And that mm. was actually, I think, a defining moment for IGN is that we couldn't review games. We couldn't write cheats and guides and stuff. So we started doing Q&As. We created inquiry input, talking with our fans, and yeah. really got close with, the, with fans. And I think it just kind of changed the way people thought about you did video like game a, sites at the time, too. A mailbag thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. every day. There was the letter and section and a mailbag. Like janitor character? That was, yeah. Yeah. It's a janitor. Yeah. Yeah. 
which was a um, yeah, made-up janitor who was, who was <laughs> not a made-up janitor okay. who leaked rumors. We, we, had, uh, we had the GameCube master later, later on, right? Yeah, that was, was a mailbag character. Wasn't it? The GameCube master, yeah. From, wasn't it um, like um, a, a Yamauchi, undead Yamauchi? Yeah, so was, we, we played a lot on like weird um, stuff. Big Trouble in Little China had yeah. fun with that, but he would shoot green lasers out of his eyes when Yamauchi <laughs> made announcements, and Matt Kesemacino <laughs> had created all these characters. And that's why Frangoat became famous as yeah, well. Yeah, Frangoat is so good. A lot of people, I got called in a, a store once, I was in Chicago buying like a winter coat, and some guy like, Stopped his tracks and ran over. It was like 2002 or something. It was like well, you, oh, Frango, you and I was like, "Do you even know my real name?" Like he's like Frango. When I when Aww. I first started working at IGN, I like uh, my bosses at the time. Uh, you know, Tal Blevins and Will Tuttle. They took me out for drinks and yeah. they called you and you showed up. Yeah, and I, I never got I never got starstruck. I've met celebrities before. I met like athletes. Never got starstruck or anything. And I met Fran, and I was like. Your friend Mirabella from IGN. Like I've been seeing your face and your pictures, and then I remember I came into a meeting the next day, and Pear popped his head in. You guys were you were taking Jessica Chobot to Germany to Gamescom, and you wow. were teaching her German. Oh yeah. And now she, we had to dash it she came in and she did this awful German, and oh, you were like, awesome. "She's working on it. It's great." <laughs> and I was like, "That's the guy from those reaction photos. That's oh, Peter Schneider." Well, yeah, exactly. And it, it totally blew my mind. I remember saying to Fran, like, you're Fran Mirabella. And Fran was like, I'm, like, two years older than you. Why yeah. are you geeked out meeting me? And I'm like, because you're, like... And now you're over that, and you're like, I hate this guy. Now oh, now yeah. I see Fran, I'm like, oh, God. God. Yeah, you run if I'm coming, basically, so... <laughs> uh, Nintendo 64 was the first time a Nintendo console had the same name in all territories. Oh, yeah, that's right. Com. Yep. Yeah, right. which was, by the way, we thought still that, that it was going to be called Ultra 64. Yeah. Mm. And a different name, different characters, Uta. Nintendo 64. Yeah. Urutora, yeah, Urutura. which was hard to say in Japanese yeah. for, for Japanese people, sure. too. And so they changed it. I think it was Itoi came up with that. Shigesato Itoi yeah. came up with the Nintendo 64 name, mm. which was playing on the 64-bit that played into their ad campaign, right? Like, it was all about power, and 64 yeah. bits is better than 32 bits. And, yeah. mm -hmm. and the Atari guys and are like, oh, Jaguar has, see, 32 plus 32, 64 bits. It didn't matter. Anyway. I miss bits. Resolution yeah. bits were awesome. Bits. I miss measuring game consoles by bit by yeah. bits. Now it's yeah. just 1080p versus <laughs> 907. It's like, bits, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's always bits, bits are still there, though. It's always a dumb number. Yeah. It's just like, my thing's better than yours. Frames per second. It'll be, it'll be tessellations the next yeah. Frames per second. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, what are the best games for Nintendo 64? Obviously Mario, Mario 64. GoldenEye. Ocarina of Time. I actually and, like uh, Perfect Dark better than GoldenEye. Really? I argue that's a better game. Yeah. I like some aspects of Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark's... Uh, Obviously Mario Kart 64. Uh, Mario Kart 64. Majora's Mask. Majora's uh, Mask. Last core I love. Banjo-Kazooie. You know, and the Mario parties were actually really good too. Banjo-Kazooie yeah, was really good. Banjo a lot of the rare games of the time, Diddy Kong yeah. racing yeah. was cool. They did a great job with that. Um, I'm trying Diddy to remember. Diddy Kong 64, not so good. It's yeah. not, not a good game at all. No. Um, we, and it's, a, lot, a lot of it's, hype. But, it's yeah. weird how within a few years, uh, the 3D platformer was invented and then like sort of destroyed. Like yeah. and then it came back, but uh, it turned. The Donkey Kong sixty four got so off the rails and became such a collectathon with everything. Yeah. But yeah. Um, there were some weird games on this. Blast Core, as we mentioned, yeah. was was great. Uh, F Zero X was awesome. Yeah, um, uh, I like uh, Ten Eighty was good. Wave Race was good. So Wave let's Race not forget some of the great third party games because it's easy to forget them. But um, uh, San Francisco Rush. <laughs> yeah. yeah, San Francisco <laughs> Rush was a ton of fun. Um, Beetle Adventure Racing. Chameleon guys, Twist. Mm -hmm. Beetle Adventure Racing. Chameleon know. Twist was alright. Come on. 
Um, it was basically like Need for Speed Beetle. before Need for Speed. It was Ogre really Battle. Cool. If you were Ogre Battle, was good. I wanted to miss. Yeah. It. Oh my god, it's good. Love that, that game. Was a great strategy. Game. That was so hyped too because we wanted a game like that so bad. Because yeah. um, PlayStation had so many turn-based strategy games. Turok so, Two was actually pretty solid. Uh, um, right? I like Ghost that one. It ran in HD too. You needed the RAM expansion. Yeah. There was also, you know, the people who would eventually create Grand Theft Auto. This huge phenomenon. I was going to bring this up. Space Station, Space Silicon, Station Valley. Silicon Valley. Yeah. And there was also Body Harvest. Body Harvest, um, oh, Body Harvest was a an alien game where you jump into vehicles and drive around. You steal what? vehicles. It was exactly like but what wait, GTA vehicle, would become. You would, you would steal their body though. That was the core of it, right? Body Harvest. Well, no, the, the aliens were doing that kind of stuff, right? Oh, no, that's, there was that, but I was thinking of Silicon Valley. That's yeah. right. You jump yeah. in that's the sheep's you take body, the body, but it was the same they're concept robots. They're they're robots. of yeah. uh, GTA. Yeah, this little microchip spider <laughs> thing. Yeah. No, but both of those games, Body Harvest was a little flawed, but Silicon Valley was awesome. There was Rocket, Robot on Wheels. Yep. That Who, was, those guys went on to do Infamous. Yeah. So they're the yeah. people making info. What about uh, Shadow Man? Shadow Man was probably was not as good as we think it was no, when it really came wasn't. out. It wasn't. But it but was it interesting. Was, but it was dark. Scary. And it was yeah. scary. And it was unlike a lot of these colorful cartoonish games that the N64 sort of became synonymous For with. Sure. Until kind of, you know, GoldenEye came around. And there were crazy oddities too, like Wipeout 64, which, you know, at the time mm. uh, was a, yeah. a Sony-owned studio. And that that even happened was crazy. Yeah. You know, there were all these weird um, weird games that should have never made it out that came out on the N64. Did we mention uh, Mario Golf? I think that was the first Mario oh, yeah. Golf. Mario yeah. Golf was on there. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, there was this weird... Camelot, uh, I forget. I don't know yeah. if they did the first Mario Golf, okay. but... I feel like that any game that really nailed four-player uh, mm -hmm. was a hit with my friends and I, especially because I, I think I took my N64 uh, to college because I, I, I got it right before I went to, to college and we just played GoldenEye and Perfect Dark and Mario Kart and anything that came around. It was four players and we were always looking for that next Smash Bros. big, yeah, Smash yeah. Brothers, yeah. you know, yeah. the next yeah. big four player game that would come around that would just dominate the dorm room and people would just hear all of us screaming in the room down the hall, knock on the door and there'd be beer all over the floor and a bunch of guys sitting And that was really the perfect marriage of hardware and software, I felt like, because yeah. you didn't have to do much to set it up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All four controllers were always plugged in, no multi-taps, nothing like that. You turn the thing on and you were going within seconds, right? That was so special about the N64. Yeah, it actually kind of ruined multiplayer for me forever because like, I still to this day can't really get into a lot of online multiplayer really? because that the was the apex anymore. for me, was just like having friends in the same room. And I don't get that anymore because I, you know, like, I live with my fiance. I don't, li I don't have three guys uh, drinking beer in my apartment all day, thank God. But uh, like, if you want, just invite us, man. <laughs> Coming over, uh, you know, it was, it was just such a great time to to play video games like that, like uh, around a TV on one couch. Yeah. Like know? I was, I was in college, so yeah, yeah. everyone would just come over and we all play Perfect Dark. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't want to. I remembered a couple other that I have yeah. to throw oh, in yeah. there. Don't forget about the W uh, W E game. Yeah, that's right. right. And yeah. Uh, also Pokemon Puzzle League. Mm -hmm. So I reviewed mm. some little bias, but that game so, was Tetris Attack, basically yeah. with the Pokemon theme. It was awesome. Still one of my favorite puzzle games to date, and really tons of character. I'd love to see a sequel. There were there were a lot of crazy <laughs> Japanese things too. So first of all, Doctor Mario sixty four we played a ton because they had a four player mode too. Yeah. So in my family we used to play that. But there were Japanese uh, Japan only games like Bio Tetris. This was a Tetris game where you had a sensor you attached to your ear, and it would measure your it would measure your your heartbeat. And if you you could you'd like, have two modes. One is if you're getting more excited, it would get worse. Yeah, so it would like, it's basically the heart attack mode. What? The other one is slow down the game if you're getting too excited. And it was a really good version of Tetris. Never came yeah. out here. Tetris 64. 
uh, in Japan. Only. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. It was awesome. Don't, See, don't, this is why I loved uh, the site back in the day because I remember I grew up, growing up reading Nintendo Power. There would be a page at the back of each issue that would be like now in Japan, and it would just be <laughs> these blurry pictures of like Mario World Two or whatever they Earthbound were bound for sixty four. And uh, there was no real connection to any of the people who wrote for Nintendo Power or anything. But I would read you guys. Uh, and you would talk about Space World, and you would talk about Japan, and you'd be like, well, the IGN team is going to Japan to play new games. And I was like, they're, they're going to Japan! That's amazing! And it was like, I knew your names, and I was like, they were like my friends that lived on a website, and you guys were going to play the, the games of the future and stuff like that. It was so cool. Yeah, we, we, and we got excited about everything. It's yeah. like, ODT is coming out on N64! Oh, yeah. ODT is coming from Psygnosis! What's ODT? You know, like everybody, we were just excited about any piece of software to come out. You know, then we got a little bit more realistic when we yeah, played the yeah. games finally. But it was a time of, of really kind of like fandom, right? Yeah. We yeah. really loved the system and the kind of Nintendo fandom. We're, we're also way it's better at, uh, at vetting rumors now because you yeah. guys were well, yeah. the worst. <laughs> that's why the term, we had the term, and I don't think it's a bad term at all, but enthusiast press. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, it's, yeah. Very, it's very yeah. fitting. Well, that's what it was. We loved, you know, we, we still love games yeah. and we get excited around games, but it was. You know, the people who were running the game studios at the time were all twice our age. Mm. You know, we're all like 19 years old. And, you know, so there was definitely like the sense of, oh, the kids who are really excited about <laughs> our games. Now it's very different yeah. already. We're, yeah. we're, we're still, uh, we still love, love well, everything. Just to cap games. that off, yeah. of those 300, how many games? 87? 387. Yeah. It's more, there's a lot of fireworks still going on. Is it bothering you now? Sin, that Punishment, okay. Rogue Squadron, there's yeah. a lot more. Oh, right? yeah. Rogue Squadron. Because like, I, I get that? a little defensive because I worked on the channel and stuff that people, I don't think, give the N64 enough credit. It's easy to say, like, Super Mario 64 came out and there was nothing. And that's not true. Blast Corps came out and then some of these others. It's just, the, the wait was long between the really good stuff. Yeah. 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 And that happened to GameCube, too. Like, yeah. Some of the great... And Great it's happening to Wii U too. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. very cyclical, right? Yeah. I mean, in the end, if you own a Nintendo platform, you can be sure that you're going to get some awesome games, yeah. right? But there, there are not going to be as many as they are on yeah. kind of the, the other platforms. Well, IGN published a list of the top 25 N64 games of all time in the year 2000. How list, many did we do? I'm requesting say? for a redo. <laughs> I'm requesting a redo right now. Since so it has not been updated? No, not since the year wow. 2000. That's updated. Yeah. Oh man, let's do it let's right do now. It. So this is uh, compiled by Pear, Matt, and Aaron Bolden. You can't prove anything. Yeah. Why, why weren't you involved in this list? You know? I don't think I was. What year? Uh, it was 2000. It probably was before August. Mm. Yeah, mm. June. June okay. 16th. Oh wow, June I met these guys at E3 when they were writing it, basically. So number 25, he, he Harvest was Moon. Leather tie. Oh yeah, Harvest Moon 64. Harvest That's a good game. 64. All right. I never played that. I, one. I'll stand by but that. Yeah. So they have a synopsis in the morning. Writers take. For each yep. one of the games. Yep. You mentioned Rocket <laughs> Look at Robot. the bars. <laughs> Rocket Robot on wheels. <laughs> I never played that game. What, it's really good. What was that Great game? I guess physics. I can raise so the one synopsis. Of Come on, it's a Sly Cooper team. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Before uh, they were. Golf. Yeah. Nintendo should have ne never let them get away. They should have made them a second Yeah. Part. Space Station Silicon Valley. Excellent oh, game. Had a nasty bug in the original run where you couldn't complete it. Glass Core. Really cool still. Jet Force Gemini. Oh, yeah. Rare. Jet also. Force Nuts. Is that one really that good? No. Yeah. No, it's, right? That was, one is there because decent, Aaron liked it better than both yeah, of us. I don't like it. It was yeah. decent, but it was more forgettable. Yeah. It has, love, it has its fans. Game. It's a clever game. Yeah, I just feel like... Conker's Bad Fur Day in this yeah. discussion. Oh, Conker. Jeez. Yeah. So that wouldn't have been out by this time, I don't think, by year 2000. It was um, a good game. That's a good point. NHL 99. That was good the game. That reminds me of Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. was one of my favorite games of the There were some really good sports games. That was a really good game. All-Star Baseball 2001. Oh, man. Excitebike 64, I forgot to mention. Mario Kart 64. Number 17? Too low. Oh, come on. That's top three. 
1080 snowboarding. Love it. Yeah, yep. that game is really, really See, good. See, yeah, Look, that is funny. Double bar. Yeah, now with a double bar. <laughs> yeah. Here's two bars. Ooh. Resident Evil 2. Yeah, and this I was a big deal. This was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, you yeah. had they had to get the biggest cartridge ever made. Yeah. They they had to probably plunk down a lot of cash those, or maybe mm-hmm. Nintendo. Because it had all the pre-rendered the data. It wasn't yep. um, using you know, oh, that's rendering. right. There was FMVs, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. FMV backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is a great Madden. game. Yeah. Madden. Was Madden really good in 99, I guess? I, see, I never played Aaron the Aaron Bolding was on this game. list, yeah, yeah, who yeah, went yeah, on so. to run our sports stuff, yeah. so you can see the info. Ridge Racer 64, I don't think belongs that, that high on this list. Wait, Mario did it beat Mario Kart? <laughs> <laughs> it beat Mario Kart by a yeah. lot. It's a voting process, Bear? Well, it's like when you get three people together, right? You create a list, and you know, I, I know Casa really loved the spin move in the game. Remember yeah. this This game had the spin? I never played this game. All the others didn't really do it to that one. Yeah, the car made every time, and got like obsessed with it. We are totally IGN commenters right now. We're reading a list <laughs> written by IGN. That's nice because it was so long yeah. ago that we, yeah. can, we can do this. Yeah. yeah. What is uh, that? Steve's going to be yeah. mad at us. WrestleMania. 2000. Good game. Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, a little low. Yeah, you wrote the take on that one. Yeah. Talk about an underrated game. That's right. Super Smash Brothers literally came out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, there. Which is true. It was created <laughs> from nothing. <laughs> and... Uh, okay. Critics blast full of pair typos, man. I've grown as a writer. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. That's awesome. So, the second language. The reason why this is funny is that pair will be the first to point out any grammatical errors that yeah. yeah. makes. So. I'm I'm terrible at that. Uh, Shallow one player mode. Huh? ISS right. was great. Really good. Really ISS good. was the soccer great. game was good. Yeah. yeah, those games were amazing. Rayman two. That was really solid. good too. Really solid. Yeah, solid. yeah, it was good. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That oh, was wow, excellent. Get THPS. Yeah. I, I play it on PlayStation. So. Talk yeah. about yeah. talk about a style of game that really Boom. lit up the ages and disappeared. Yeah. Right, like yeah. the whole action sports genre disappeared. It's gonna come back. That belongs in the top ten. Absolutely. That, that is a really good game. Banjo Kazooie. So, so good. Wave Race. Race. Yes. So mm-hmm. much fun. Excitebike. So I wouldn't rate Excitebike 64 ahead of Wave Race now or Banjo Kazooie for that matter. But it is an excellent and and overlooked game. It's good, and you can make you can make your own stages. It's not on this list. But also, I don't know what year it came out. Yeah, you know, actually, it was it was after. I think it was after. Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah. Goldeneye, obviously. Comes perfect dark above perfect dark. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It should be. So only two left. You know why? Because it came out this month. That's probably oh, it. Oh, did come out. Oh, it came out in May, uh-huh. just like a month before. Uh-huh. So everybody uh-huh. was just playing. The okay, game. number three. So that, if that's three, you know what two and one have to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so good. Mario 64 number two, yeah. and then Ocarina of Time. Well, I feel like the, the, the two top ones are the right picks. Yeah. Where would you put Majora's Mask? In there, Where's I wouldn't put it on the list. Oh, it well, that, that, was came out after, that was my first. Majora's big Mask would be really high for me. I yeah. really, really yeah. love that game. I mean, you're not a fan. Wasn't there, a wasn't there a Paper Mario game for the N64? But yeah, but maybe, yes. maybe just came not out after. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paper Mario didn't talk about. <laughs> did, came out after. It's too, it's too bad we never updated this list after. That's crazy. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm definitely, I want this list updated. <laughs> this is gonna be a project. Okay, I would love to do this. I also like the extras at the end. Top fives at the end. So top five imports. Top five canceled games. We should bring this back. Top five biggest N64. Four threats. Number one, PS2. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, delays. Kitty perception by gamers. That's Aaron Bolding writing if I've ever seen it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Xbox. Sure. Top That's five great. reasons to buy a dolphin. No, it was Number called one, the exclusive dolphin first party software. Number two, exclusive second party <laughs> software. Damon, they're two completely different <laughs> things. Yep. Wow, yeah. this is really, really this cool. is really crappy. Wait, then, number four is PS2? Yeah, the, 
for top five top reasons one. to buy yeah, a like, dog. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. What? This was this was snarky, funny yeah, fanboyism. The last right? one on the list is top five random filler words. Yeah, lemonade. Uh, uh, made it. Hair, hair, donkeys. donkeys. Bah. Oh, is that because I probably <laughs> asked him like, "Hey, make a nice table." In there, list yeah. some other things, and that's what they turned around just yeah. to. By to the spite way, that's me. probably Casmosia. <laughs> that is definitely Casmosia. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. See, and this is what always yeah. set this site apart for me from everyone else even attempting to do anything like that was that there was personality there, right? Like even in, in something that's as serious game journalism as a list, uh, we wrote every single thing. It ends with just like, here's a bunch of garbage words like Fran and Lemonade. Yeah, I, I do think that people really forget that as I know IGN has grown from 2 million to 55 million and there's a lot resting on our shoulders, but like we're just like you, man. We're, we're making the same comments. We think of the yeah, same stuff, like but <laughs> um, we, you know, don't forget that you know we have the same personalities still. Um, mm -hmm. Do you know what I just remembered? We used to put hidden text in all the features. What? Yeah. Like a lot of the old There's features. A, you hover through the paragraphs with the mouse drag. Yeah. And we'd have we, like secrets in there. We did white text. <laughs> we just blew bright. So you the N64 to... really had no games coming. But, but here's <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Like so, all that white text when we moved our content to a new a content management system, it changed mm. the font colors. And so all the white text suddenly is visible, and so some of the articles are like complete junk. You can't read them, because they'll say, say like chicken legs in the middle of the article and stuff. Yeah, we would leave clues in the mailbag and stuff too, yeah. um, for like secrets. Wait, actually. so you guys would walk over each other, hey, I put up that uh, cool Paper Mario preview, and I hit uh, some chicken legs in there. <laughs> no, you nice wouldn't tell anybody. You would, like, you would let people find out. Really? Like, yeah, and, and you know, readers would write in like those in the note would go like, nice one. It was good Easter. Wow. Wow. No. Uh, before we wrap up this special Nintendo-themed uh, game scoop, we should mention the new big Nintendo game coming out this week, Super Smash Brothers on 3DS. Uh, I, Jose gave it a great review, 8.8 .8 yeah. here on IGN. It's getting similarly great uh, reviews all over the place, so it seems like a, it was, seems like a big gamble when they first announced. It's great. Yeah, it's going to be coming out screen. 3DS and the Wii U, but 3DS is coming out first, but uh, it seems like everybody is really digging it. Brian, I know you played a bunch yeah, of games. Yeah, uh, we, we, uh, we are playing a ton, of, a ton of it in the office. I was at uh, Tokyo Game Show last week, and a bunch of us had it, and we all had the demos, too, and before that we were just Non-stop play. Like every time someone was like, we have to take a train, it's an hour away. Or we have to wait in the yeah. line, it's 30 minutes. Whatever that, it was. You did that at Disneyland too, right? Yeah, like you I played went, in line Tokyo, at Disneyland. Disney. Oh, you did go to Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah, and they said, we went on the first ride line and they said it's going to be 45 minutes to get onto the ride. And they were, we said, awesome. And we all flipped <laughs> our 3DSs open and started playing. Um, it's great. It's amazing that, that they pulled it off and that it's something that, like, that, when I remember playing the N64 version of Smash Brothers and thinking, like, this is this could never work on a handheld, right? Mm. And but we all wanted it. We all wanted yeah. it, and we begged for years, and now here it is, and uh, it's just so cool that, that that's there, and it's such a great culmination of all their characters for decades. And, and most of it works perfectly fine on the 3DS, right? Mm, it yeah. can be tough to follow the action simply because the screen is smaller, and and you know that was one of the worries before it came out. Is like, can you pull off this type of uh, this style of game on a small screen? Um, they did a pretty damn good job. Yeah. I mean, they built in all these kind of features to to help you find where you, where the characters are. There's a lot to do. I mean, over 30 characters in that game. Looks beautiful. Runs at 60, even in 3D. So smart. Um, kudos to Namco too for pulling that off yeah, on the yeah. development side. Yeah. But 
you know, now that we look at this, like a former big console franchise is now on the handheld, and it's almost like the 3DS is now the lead platform for Nintendo. You know, you've got yeah, right. the two biggest games, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, and then Mario and everything else, and Zelda on the 3DS first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's pretty, uh, pretty telling. Do you think the Wii U version still comes this year? I mean, like that's when Nintendo. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. I used to I used to think otherwise. I, I was sure it'd be delayed, but I mean, this this game is ready to rock on 3ds. It's done. It's awesome. Yeah, it, it works. Uh, it, it just put it on Wii U and let me and throw my money at. That's why I feel like it's almost like an appetizer for the Wii U, yeah. and I don't mean that in a condescending yeah. way. It's like there is something different about playing it on a big screen with friends like this, right? Like you did it, you did two player with a friend, but most of the time you're not in the same space with another player with a yeah. second DS and a second copy of the game because you you can't do single cartridge. Yeah. Um, that's where I feel like it is a little bit of the appetizer. What's cool though is that you have all this Nintendo love in the 3DS version. Every stage is based on you know handheld franchises, different music from the Wii U version. Yeah, so yeah. even though the roster of characters is going to be the same, you get a lot of difference in the stages and and some exclusive modes yeah, in the there's, Wii U. Yeah, there's a stage too. based on uh, Picto Chat, the yep. chat the chat app for DS. There's a stage based on WarioWare. But like when this comes to Wii U, it's going to bring me back to what I was talking about earlier, which is you know, four of my friends sitting around a television yeah. yelling and screaming and drinking beer. Yeah. Cannot yep. wait for the Wii U version. That's why I haven't really dove into the, the 3DS version. Like, I, when I go home, I'm just playing, like, Destiny, being yeah. quite honest. But um, I am so excited for the Wii U version. And it's done, and the only reason I can explain why they haven't confirmed the release date is what we're talking about. They want to yeah. sell. They want to sell this, yeah. and it, it makes sense that they don't want to tell everybody just wait for this other version. It, yeah. it also it. doesn't position the 3DS version as a lesser version when it's out first, That's right? right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's you're really excited for this game. You go out, you have a great time with it. It is a fantastic game. I, you know, I really do think they pulled off a little Marvel on the handheld there. Yeah. Um, but then we all know on the Wii U it's gonna be, it's gonna feel different. Yeah, I feel like it's it's sort of like watching a movie on your iPad on a plane and then seeing it in the theater a few months that's later. A, yeah, that's yeah. a good comparison. All right, I think that's all the scoops we have for you today. Fran, Pear, Brian, thank you for joining me for the IGN anniversary. The Nintendo 64 is 18 years old. IGN is 18 years old. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us all these years. I'm sure I'm not the only person that started reading this, you know, N64 in 1996 and is still reading the site today. So we think that's awesome that you still come out and talk about video games with us every day. This week, I leave you with a song off my new EP, Black Cloud Volume 2. Volume 1 was out last year and included the song Good Morning California. The lyrics on Black Cloud were all written by former game scooper Ryan Geddes. So, this song is called Modified, off Black Cloud Volume 2, available now in your favorite music service. My name is Damon, this is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. I shook you in my dream As hard as I could stand When I stopped you fell away Pockets full of sand Waking
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.